Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In our lives at this moment in time, everything is spinning out of control, and it's hard for us to come up with satisfying explanations. I have talked with business owners and workers, scared about losing their incomes. I talked with people who are going stir-crazy in their homes, and parents who are frustrated about having to do homeschooling. I talked with a couple that I had to, that had to cancel their wedding. We feel helpless, and even though people are trying, it is hard to find a silver lining. There is uneasiness all around. The internet seems to be our only connection to the outside world, but if you spend 20 minutes on checking social media, you are usually more depressed than you were before. We can feel the tension in the air. When will everything go back to normal? What will normal look like when this is all over? We like to have some sense of control, but right now things are completely out of our control. We want explanations, but there aren't any. Nobody living has experienced what the world is experiencing now. And although there are plenty of theories on just about every angle of what we are going through, no one is satisfied. And everyone is a bit scared. Scared of this, scared of that, scared of disease, people, government, or of being found guilty of catching the disease and unknowingly passing it along to others. We are scared, and we have no satisfying explanation for what we are going through. All of us want something to hang hang on to as everything seems to be falling apart. We want an explanation that can give us peace. Jesus' disciples were not much different than we are. In our gospel today, they saw suffering in this world, and they too wanted an explanation. They essentially wanted to know why bad things happen to people. Maybe we are wondering the same thing. As Jesus passed by, he saw a blind man from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? The disciples saw something bad in a person's life, and they assumed that that person or his parents must have deserved it. The disciples didn't realize it, but with their statement, they were assuming that they were less sinful than that blind man or his parents. They were thinking, what did he do to suffer in this way? The disciples were forgetting that all sin deserves temporal and eternal punishment. That man wasn't getting what he deserved. In fact, no one living is getting what we deserve. The wages of sin is death, yet We are living. It's also true that the man the disciples were talking about wouldn't have been blind if there was no sin in the world. It was true. 
that the man that the disciples were talking about wouldn't have been born blind if there was no sin in the world. If there wasn't any sin in the world, we would have no idea what COVID-19 is. With no sin in the world, we would be able to touch we would be able to touch one another with handshakes and hugs. But there is sin in this world. And this disease hovering over our entire globe is doing to us what sin does. This disease and sin separates, divides, isolates, and leads to death. Now sight is a gift. Blindness is the gift of sight removed. Health is a gift. Disease is the protection of health removed. Because of our sin, we deserve punishment, each of us, in equal measure. We deserve to be condemned to death. But Jesus points out in John 3.17 that he didn't come into this world to condemn us or give us what we deserve. No, Jesus came in this world to be the Savior that everyone needs. He came to deliver us from what sin destroys, to deliver us from where sin leads. Sin leads to death. And on his cross, Jesus paid the death that all of our sin has earned. Both the temporal and the eternal death Jesus has paid for on his cross. Now the disciples, they looked at themselves as being greater than their fellow man. They were not. In fact, that thought itself, the thought of being greater than another person, that thought came from sin. Now they were the first preachers. They were the first pastors, the apostles. But they needed Jesus just as much as the blind man and just as much as you and I. And we need Jesus just as much as anyone suffering from COVID-19. If you think about it, our entire globe, including you and I, are suffering from the effects of COVID-19. This disease touches even those whom it does not touch. The disciples' explanation for why the man was blind came from a place of moral superiority. They didn't say it, but they thought that if the blind man was as good as they were, he wouldn't be suffering. But Jesus answered the disciples, It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, Jesus spit on the ground and made mud with his saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam. So he went and washed and came back, seeing. Jesus restored the man to sight. The work of God, it is this. It is to set right what sin destroys. 
And here, Jesus restores the gift of God in this man's life. This man did not deserve his blindness no more than anyone else. This man didn't deserve to be healed more than anyone else. But through this man, the work of God was displayed in this community. Jesus would say, for judgment, I came into this world that those who do not see may see and those who see may become blind. Now what are we to see? In another place, Jesus says, do not work for food that perishes. What he means is that we are not to seek peace and security in the things of this world. Everyone, including myself, felt great as we saw our financial investments soaring in the market. We hit record after record, and I thought to myself, I may just be getting on track for retirement. <laughs> I was at peace with my future, and my people, and, and many people, felt the same way. But that peace, that was taken away in one week. Many small businesses and restaurants were feeling very good because business was booming. They were at peace. The problem is, everything in this world can be taken away. In other words, everything in this world is fleeting and it cannot give you true peace. There is always the chance that you can lose what you are holding on to. Our jobs, our homes, our you name it. We are seeing it now. An enemy that we can't even see has made everything that we trusted in perish. Jesus continues in John 6, but rather work for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, Well, what must we do to be doing the works of God? And Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. The world will pass away, but Jesus came into this dying world to give those who will believe in him eternal life. He is the light that has come into the world to expose what we cannot see on our own. It is hard for us to tell. It's hard for us to tell that the things we daily trust in do not give us the security that we think they do. We need Jesus. It is hard for us to understand that we do not really understand very much at all. We need Jesus. When things are going well, it is hard to understand that we are still dying. Jesus exposes our blindness and he is here to restore our sight. Jesus was God's work in the life of the man born blind. For those who would follow Jesus... This work brought them faith. They ended up having faith in the only one who could rescue a person from the effects of sin in this world.
for those who had too much invested in this world, for those who had too much invested in this world, Jesus' work in this blind man's life, it had to be explained as a fluke. They needed a reason to continue their rejection of Jesus. The blind man's own parents even refused to confess God's work in their son because they were afraid to get kicked out of the temple. The Pharisees and Sadducees, they assailed the character of the blind man and of Jesus so that they could maintain their coveted social standing that Jesus was threatening to take away. They, say, they saw that all they had worked for could be taken away in an instant if the people no longer followed them and followed Jesus instead. So they sinned all the more. They began pointing fingers and they began name-calling. The actions that they engaged in we see even to this day as we look on the internet for explanations for the things that we are experiencing. There are people who are scared of what they are losing and there is pointing fingers and there is calling of names. Things do not have to be this way. The funny thing is, Jesus said that the man who was born blind he was born that way so that the work of God could be done in his life. Now this man had a hard life that led him to be a beggar. For some reason his parents did not or could not provide for him and at that time he did not have the opportunities that those without sight have today. He was a beggar and that is not an easy life to live. You would think that Jesus healing him would have given him everything he needed, but it ended up leading to him being ostracized all the more. When the man would not denounce Jesus, the Pharisees and Sadducees scolded him. And they said, you were born in utter sin and you would teach us? And they cast him out. And to be kicked out of the temple fellowship was to be cursed by God. This is very hard to explain. The work of God in this man's life made it look like he lost everything. He did lose everything in this world. Which for him wasn't much to begin with. But what he had lost was replaced by something that he would, have, that he would have forever. And I'm not talking about his sight. Jesus heard what they, that they had cast him out, and having found him, Jesus said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, Who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. This man lost all that he had in this life, which in the end would have perished anyway. But he gained the one thing that will never perish. He gained Jesus. All the heartache and the pain that he endured would direct him 
to his rescue. He wouldn't have changed a thing because he saw the fleeting nature of the things in this world. We all need Jesus who can rescue us from this perishing world. The circumstances in this man's life gave him sight even before he get, before his physical sight was restored. Now I can't explain why this COVID-19 is in the world. But God's word shows us that no one deserves this more than anyone else. God's word also proclaims what this disease is revealing. There is nothing that can truly be depended on in this world. Thanks be to God, Jesus is here to give us sight. Thanks be to God, Jesus is here to give us life. In his supper, Jesus gives us the benefits of forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. In our baptism, Jesus washes us with water and the word and takes away all the punishment that our sin deserves. And where death reigned, Jesus in baptism gives us the resurrection to newness of life. This gift of baptism is for everyone who the Lord calls unto himself. And Jesus speaks to us in his word, both preached and read. Those through these means, he gives us something dependable in this shifting world. Through these means, he gives us himself. We were blind, but now we see. Nothing in this world is everlasting except the one who comes into this world to seek and to save the lost and the blind. Jesus restores our sight and he gives us everlasting life by his amazing grace. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found, was blind, but now I see. In the name of Jesus, amen.